I have to say, beloved, I have been concerned with some of the statements coming out from the political leadership of different Caribbean nations about the vaccines for COVID-19 and this discussion on making it mandatory by law to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Let us examine that for a moment because there appears to be a very broad misunderstanding of how these kind of situations can be handled constitutionally by the arrangements that we have established through our Westminster political system, but also through us being part of the United Nations global community and the kinds of treaties and signatories that we have been a part of. In regards to mandating vaccines, CARICOM countries have agreed to something called the ICCPR, the International Convention on Civil and Political Rights. This is a United Nations treaty that was ratified on September the 6th, 1991. It became law in December 1991. Article 7 of this International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights says no one will be subjected without their free consent to medical or scientific experimentation. Now, this United Nations Convention, the ICCPR, the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, is a multilateral treaty adopted by the United Nations General Assembly Resolution 2200A on December 16, 1966 and became enforced from March 23, 1976 in accordance with Article 49 of the Covenant. This covenant by the United Nations was drafted in consideration of the crimes against humanity committed by Nazi Germany against the Jews. Listen and think. Article 4.2 of this United Nations Treaty says the rights can only be limited, quote, in time of public emergency, which threatens the life of the nation. Put a bookmark right there. Because, of course, we would say, and some of the politicians have been saying, well, it's a public health emergency. Therefore, you can introduce certain laws constitutionally, like as a state of emergency with the suspension of constitutional rights, and take measures that would not be enacted under normal circumstances. We accept that. But let's continue to educate ourselves by reading on. And I'll backtrack on that last part. According to Article 4.2, these rights that they're talking about can only be limited in times of public emergency, which threatens the life of the nation. And we could say that right now with COVID-19, we're in a state of public emergency and lives are being threatened. Good, but let's read on. And even then, no derogation is permitted from the rights to life, freedom from torture and slavery, the freedom from retrospective law, double jeopardy, going back to try a case that has already been tried, 
the right to personhood, freedom of thought, conscience, religion, and, and I'm putting another bookmark there, and I'm backtracking. Because these here, this part, Article 4.2 of this United Nations Covenant is saying, look, we all have human rights. We all have civil rights. But in the case of a public health emergency, we can curtail some of those rights. But these are the rights that public health emergency or no public health emergency, you cannot curtail these particular rights. So it does not matter what. It could be a pandemic. It could be a flood, a drought. It could be an earthquake, volcano eruption. It could be an alien attack from outer space. These rights here in Article 4.2 must not be touched. And those rights that regardless of what crisis is happening that will always remain intact according to the united nations iccpr covenant are rights to life pandemic or no pandemic you still have right to life freedom from torture and slavery doesn't matter who, what doesn't matter how bad the economy gets how many people are dropping dead how many people are getting sick how much people are piled up in the hospital? You cannot subject someone to torture or slavery. Freedom from retrospective law. The right to personhood. You're still a human being, no matter what kind of crisis the state is going through. Freedom of thought. Freedom of conscience. Freedom of religion. No matter what crisis there is, your religion must be respected and freedom from medical or scientific treatment without consent. Again, I emphasize that according to the United Nations Covenant, the ICCPR, the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, a United Nations treaty that was originally brought into effect through the multilateral treatment adopted by the General Assembly Resolution 2200A on December 16, 1966, but enforced on March 25, 1976, Caribbean nations became signatories to it September 6, 1991, and it outlines our human rights, our freedoms, our civil rights, our right to religion, thought, freedom of conscience and expression, and it says that regardless of what crisis, health emergency, or other abnormal circumstance the society may be in, we are guaranteed this list of rights, which include freedom of religion and freedom from medical or scientific treatment without consent. And any government in the Caribbean that violates that are subject to the consequences of those United Nations conventions based on their resolutions which all of us are signatories to. I want you to think on that, reflect on that. 